So, Matt, what you doing this weekend? I'm not doing anything this weekend. Did you know that on December 10th at the Todokan Wrestling Store, we have a very rare occurrence happening? It hasn't happened all year, except here on Base Wrestling. No. What is it? Wolf Alert coming up. Oh. That's right, folks. Definitely check out all the social medias for Mrs. Kyoko and the Hana NPO. Chris Wolf is coming to Todokan, the wrestling store in Tokyo, to do a Q&A session with one of the founding members of Oidotai. Definitely check out Hana's NPO. I'm going to put all the links here and in the description below. And if I can get this out in time, you too will be able to send a donation to the NPO and submit a question for Mrs. Kyoko and the wolf herself. Welcome back to another episode of the Face Wrestling Video Podcast. I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. And I'm Dr. The Wife. And in episode 37, we're back at the Osaka World Pavilion on March 21st for the night show that took place after episode 36 with a reported attendance of 226. Aside from the promotions that do tapings for TV, I think Stardom is the first promotion we've seen that does two shows in one day when they're traveling around. And it doesn't seem to hurt the attendance with burnout since we usually get more attendance in the second show than we do from the first one. And they actually play off of each other. There's stuff in the first show that plays into the build of the second show. So you're rewarded if you go to both. We have a six-match card tonight with a triple threat, singles, and four tag matches with the main event being for the Goddess of Stardom Championships. Our first match sees Azumi, Natsuko, and Gorilla start things off. Yeah, we shoot over to Saya, who does her Jan intros, and then says, So tonight, it's a three-way battle with Azumi and Natsuko. I'd like to cooperate with Natsuko and go on to get my first victory. Let's go Jungle Jungle. We then shoot to Natsuko who says, It's the Osaka Nighttime Show. It's a three-way and I face Azumi and Saya. If you think about it, my situation hasn't changed from day to night. I think during the day I was unexpectedly turned on by my peer, every man for himself. I'd like to work with my friend tonight, but maybe Azumi is too smart. I'll do my best. Azumi says... It's a three-way versus Aida and Natsuko. They are friends, but they are my enemies. They're both so fat. I'm going to use my speed to get the win. This promo would not go over in America. Absolutely not. We kick off with old ref doing his checks and the three ladies beginning to work the crowd. Nozumi calls for Gorilla and Natsuko to come in for a test of strength. She does a backflip while in the test of strength to overcome Natsuko and Gorilla overpowering her. Double Irish whip from the two ladies to Azumi, followed by a teamed-up clothesline. We get a body slam from Natsuko, followed by the Tower of Power. And then we have Natsuko and Gorilla team up for the scissor body pickup splashed uh, into Azumi. But just as Jan is starting to have their way with Azumi, dissension starts to unfold as Natsuko is pushed into Gorilla. Azumi manages to get Natsuko and Gorilla into the corner with a hurricanrana to Natsuko for the dropkick. Yeah, I like how this is playing out a lot, how Natsuko and Azumi said it would. First she was smart, then she was quicker than them, and now she's got the separation she needs. 
Azumi connects and then up to the top turnbuckle. She goes for a leg lock and arm drag type spin to both Natsuko and Gorilla. I don't know if this has a name, but it definitely needs one. We'll call it the Azumi special for now. <laughs> Number one. There we go. It dumps Gorilla to the outside and allows Natsuko to try and take on Azumi by herself. After a little bit of run of the ropes, Azumi gets Natsuko in the spider hold, which always looks amazing. Beautiful spear from Natsuko to Azumi in the middle of the ring after coming off the ropes. As Natsuko is about to body slam Azumi, Gorilla comes in and drop kicks Azumi to knock Natsuko over, showing that Gorilla is the first one to turn sides in this match. Yeah, I have that sigh of betrays. Must have learned it from Saki. No, she learned it from Leo from last show. <laughs> it is the same day, right? Yeah, yeah. And this allows Gorilla and Natsuko to focus on each other while Azumi's taking a short breather with Utami on the outside of the ring. Gorilla gets in some nice looking drop kicks, and as she's going for the pin, Azumi comes running back in and does a stomp onto Natsuko with Gorilla being her original target. Gorilla tries to get Azumi's attention back onto Natsuko, and Azumi quickly repays her by putting her in the half Osaka Crab. Temple of Doom pin attempts between Azumi and Gorilla, but as Azumi flips over for the pin attempt, Natsuko comes in to break it up. So Gorilla's holding on to Azumi for a bit, and then Natsuko comes in with a swing and arm hit, but Azumi ducks and Gorilla's accidentally hit instead. Yeah, they were going for a little bit of double team again, maybe making friendship again, but Azumi proved to be too fast for him. Azumi's up top for her stomp, and she does connect, and surprisingly for me, this gets the three in 549. I'm not surprised. Azumi murdered her with this stomp. And either kudos to Azumi, because she put her down, or kudos to Saya, because she was laid out for a good two minutes. Old Ref had to check on her. Jungle comes in to check on her. Like, it looked like Saya's out. Great match. Innovative move, especially with the leg lock now dubbed the Azumi Special... Number one. Number one. But as always, I am always happy to see Saya. She's gotten very, very entertaining. She's coming along nicely. It's hard to believe that she debuted for us, what, three shows ago? Oh, it was a couple more episodes before that. But yeah, it's been very recent. Like, yeah, she's making leaps and, and bounds. Like, she's coming along nicely. Stepstool leaps. Yeah. Is I had kind of thought that Natsuko was going to come back into the ring and break it up. And this was going to keep going a little bit longer. Uh, but it was a really good opener for me and still continues to show that we are on the right path of highlighting our newer talent. Yeah. It's time for an all-English promo as the team of Rebel Kell and XZ Azaya takes on Starlight Kid and Saki. Matt, did you bring your step stool? We're going to get into step stools. Speaking <laughs> of. Yeah, we shoot into Zia, Zaya X, who just says Kanichiwa this time. We don't get the Kanichiwawa. Good. She says, this is our second show today. And Rebel's second show in Japan. We got the win in my first match, and so did she. So I'm looking to continue this streak. Rebel says, Look, I've heard about Japanese strong style, and I've heard that they hit hard. But you're going to need a step stool to be able to catch me in the face. I'm the only American here on the roster right now, and I'm here to represent my country and make them proud. So bring your step stool, because I want to look you right in the eye before I crush you. We then shoot over to Saki, who says, Today I'm teaming with Kid for the first time in a while. Kid says, Yeah, a really long time. Saki says, Have you seen her opponent? Kid, I saw her. Saki, I saw she is tall, tall, tall. Kid, 180 centimeters. She's like 30 centimeters more than me. Saki, 30 centimeters? Kid, she's 30 centimeters more than I am. That's crazy. She's a lot taller, but I'll do my best and be a lot smarter even if I'm smaller. 
Saki, you got anything to finish this up? Together, we are stars. So, I have a question for you. Okay. This is Rebel's second show. Yeah. On the first show, she was teaming with Goya. Yeah. Clearly a hill. Yeah. In this show, she's an American patriot. I have that in my notes here. Because I could have sworn that XZ Isaiah was in stars. That was my next question. And then, so I was like, it's stars against stars with Rebel Kel somewhere in the mix here for reasons. And we actually even get handshakes from all four ladies, which is rare anyways in stardom. I'm, I'm really confused about what's going on a little bit. What'd you think of XZ Isaiah's interest music? Yep. 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 Uh, we'll get, I'll get more into that at, when we're done. Oh, it's Bullet Ref. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. We start off with Saki and XZ Isaiah, and I, this is where I have it in my notes. Ain't she in stars right now? That, yeah. And I feel like an opportunity was missed here by not having uh, Rebel and Kids start off so we can get the height contrast that they were talking about in the promos. XZ Isaiah manages to flip her way to freedom through the different wrist locks, wrist watches that Saki has uh, put on right now. I wanted to point out in my notes here, I have we have excellent chain wrestling from both Zaya and Saki. Oh, absolutely. I, I like these two. I would love to see these two go solo for about 15 minutes. Unique handstand with Saki having a head scissor lock put into place. And the two ladies are having a good exchange of technical wrestling. After the opening display, we get double tags, and we finally get the Rebel Kale towering over Starlight Kid scene in the middle of the ring. Again, I felt like this should have been in the beginning. I have my note here that Starlight and Rebel surprisingly have really good chemistry when they work together. I would like to see them do about a four-minute match solo. I like what Starlight tries to go for an arm drag to Rebel, but she just says, no. Much like the arm drag, her drop kicks are also a bit ineffective. But Starlight gets the idea after starting to go for the knees, and with the assistance of Saki, is able to put her down on the mat just for a second. It's a good spot. As Starlight is giving the elbows to Rebel, Rebel just clocks her one and just puts her down on the mat, <laughs> follows up with the body slam. Yeah. Tag into XZ Azaya, and she starts taking it to Kid, but Kid manages to back kick and put her inside of a tilt-a-whirl. It gives Kid just a moment to be able to do a drop kick and backflip move out of the into the middle of the ring. After Kid tags in Saki, her first move is to just come in and boot XZ Azaya down to the mat. I'm actually okay with this. Yeah, this is a really good kick to the face. Nice running double bulldog to XZ Azaya and Rebel, and we're followed by about 30 seconds of just displaying Saki and her really good wrestling here. XZ Azaya manages to elbow her way out of the corner and goes up to the top turnbuckle to do a scissor headlock spin to Saki, followed by XZ Azaya making a tryout for the high-speed match later on tonight. Nasty-looking headbutt to Saki in the corner from Rebel. Saki returns the favor by putting her boot straight through Rebel's head while she's down in the bottom rope. And this weekend's Rebel just enough for Kid to come in and try and get some offense in. But it doesn't work out too well as Rebel is quick to counter with straight power. And a firm example of this is her running knee to the Kid's face in the middle of the ring. Kid tries to go for the backpack choke to Rebel, but Rebel manages to just walk her over to the corner and back her into it. Nice look at 8166 from Kid to Rebel. Rebel goes for a power slam and it turns into Kid finding a way to spider climb her way to freedom. Kid does manage to get a leg underhook sweeper. And just as she's about to go for the three from her top rope moonsault, XZSIA comes in to break it up. Nice backbreaker to Kid as Rebel catches her running off the ropes, but we're almost given the three as Kid does her roll up pin attempt to Rebel after another pickup. My goodness, big boot from Rebel to Kid to lay her out. And this sets up what looks like a Mishinoku driver. But the pin is broken up by Saki, and XZ Azaya occupies Saki long enough for Rebel to get a big choke slam in that is followed by the three in 859. 
And at this point, we get some different music, which tells me that the one that we heard at the beginning was Xeazaya's, and this one is Rebel's. Rebel has a lot better music than Zaya does. Overall, this match was supposed to show Rebel as a towering power in stardom. I don't disagree. I, I think it would have been better served to have Kid and Rebel do a, sol- a singles match. Doing four is not bad, but I think, like for me, Zaya and Saki, I could watch them wrestle for 20 minutes because they're both really good technically. I really like the contrast and the chemistry between Rebel and Starlight. I think you go with the shorter match of her either getting squashed or Starlight getting the surprise roll up out of somewhere. I also felt like the suplex bomb, that's what I called it, the one you said that kind of looked like a modified Michinoku. Yeah. I thought that was a better finish than the actual choke slam was. This is different. I mean, different than what we saw initially with the evening match. So I really enjoyed it. I'm going to wait to see if there's any more Rebel. Is there going to be more Rebel? Yes. Okay. I, wait, hey, I got to ask because sometimes when I like somebody, eventually they just disappear. Disappear. We get a little bit more confusion for me after the match, though. Okay. Zaya stays to check and make sure Starlight's good as Rebel Kel walks away. Again, yeah, that's a little weird. Face who's heel? Like I don't understand a hundred percent what's going on with this team. Our next match is the team of QQ, Konami, and B taking on Jan, Jungle, and Leo. We shoot into the the Jungle Assault Nation locker room where we get the Jan intros. Jungle says, I've been looking forward to teaming with Leo since she was out. It'll be fun, right? Leo says, I'm so hyped because it's been too long since I've teamed with Jungle. I'll do my best, and I'm ready to support Jungle. Let's go, Jungle Jungle. We shoot over to the QQ locker room where we have B and Konami both saying hello. B says, today it is B and Konami. We call ourselves Konami. It's great. Great name. And today we are wrestling Leo and Jungle. So we got Konami's little arm submission going on, and we've got my strong style stompy thing going on. So whatever the outcome, everyone knows Queen's Quest is the best. Wait, did she say stompy thing? She said stompy thing. Okay. I had this note specifically as well, because at first I was like, wait, you just kind of downplayed her Triangle Lancer's 100% thing. But then she downplayed herself a little bit too, so it's cool. I don't know how to even process that then, because like you said, she downplays someone else's move and then she downplays her own move. Yeah, I think it's a little kind of cocky, like, oh, I do the stompy thing, but we're still awesome, so it doesn't matter. We're the best. At this point, it doesn't matter what you call it, too, then. That's true. I'm thinking that Konami speaks English to a good degree here. Yeah. Because she's following along with B's promo pretty well. Yep. Mullet Ref is out for this one as well, and we start off with Leo and Konami in wristwatches. Can I pause you before we start into this and get you... Let's get our discussion question in for the day. Okay. We have in this match, Konami, B, and Jungle. It made me realize something. Okay. This roster that currently have in 2019 of stardom, from top to bottom, in the history of wrestling, is there really a better roster than this roster right here? The only two examples I could come up with of a better roster from top to bottom of no weaknesses on the roster, possibly Fed Attitude Era and Modern Day Stardom. Modern Day Stardom's got a good argument to make here. Yeah, because I, I would say the only weakness on the current 2019 stardom roster are people who are literally children and are training. And in modern stardom, they have a promotion for that. And then Fed, like I said, attitude error, top to bottom, most people were good. There were no weaknesses on the roster. I think there's going to be some people that hear this and want to argue the earlier days of attitude error where the opening card, the undercard, if you will, was very 
week sometimes depending uh, on what week it was well I, 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 I might not have said it. i meant to say peak attitude error when your opening matches were the headbangers so and... you're talking 98 99 yeah yeah i think that roster this roster and modern stardom roster from top to bottom might be the three best rosters a company has put out your opinion hmm Stardom 2019 makes a very convincing argument for one of the most solid rosters top to bottom. Yeah. I'm going to go there. Fair. Leo breaks out early and tries to start winning the match by using arm bars and elbows to take down Konami. It's not really too effective until Jungle comes in for the quick assist. But when Jungle fully tags in, she takes out all the stops and puts on a display of assault. After B is tagged in, she does that wonderful arm stomping in the middle of the ring for so everybody to see. Uh, it looks great every time. As B's working the kicks in a little bit, there's one that went straight to the face of Jungle that looked pretty stiff. Yeah. Really cool when B goes to tag in Konami again. She drags Jungle back over to the corner and drapes her arm over the top rope to where Jungle can't get away. Painful looking Humbell spot as Konami gets back in. And as Leo tries to come in and help by giving elbows to Konami. She inadvertently pulls back on Jungle and it makes the humble worse. Yeah, she, that's what I have. Leo accidentally makes Jungle more humble because physics. Everybody's in the ring and Konami Irish whips B to the opposite corner. I guess Leo's there to try and stop anything coming in, but she gets out of the way and B smashes into Jungle. <laughs> Kanabi follows up, and we get some of the same as Leo gets out of the way. At this point, I'm a little suspect on what side Leo's on. She goes to check on Jungle in the corner after that Konami splash, and as Jungle slaps both Konami and B in the chest, Leo's there to catch them as they turn around in a double cutter, but then drop tolls Jungle on top of them. Yeah, I've never understood the using your partner as a weapon, but, I mean, it's effective. Yeah, she's helping out her teammates, but there's a little bit of at what cost going on here. Yeah, <laughs> slap them. No, or no, was it? Choke yourself. Use my hand. <laughs> nice that we get to see Leo do some of her corner splash spots, but she gets a little too overconfident as she comes in for armbar number three. Baseball slides from Konami, and that always looks good. Speaking of looking good, there's a body slam from B to Leo that looks like a million bucks here. She goes for it again, but Leo manages to get a quick roll-up out of it, but it only gets a quick two. Good-looking jump kick in the corner to Leo from B, followed by a running kick to the face as Leo is sitting down in the middle of the ring. At this point, Jungle decides that she needs to come in and assist a little bit, and she starts getting in a little offense against B and Konami. It lets Leo get in a little bit of action against B, but we only see a couple of two counts out of it. Leo does manage to keep getting that roll-up in for a couple of those close counts as well. Beautiful spider climb spot from B out of the corner that turns into a dropkick onto Leo, This and this was just masterful. Yeah, this was a really beautiful spot. Slight bit of chaos going on, but right after that, B sets Leo up for the Queen's Landing and gets the three in 745. No pun intended, or, you know, full pun intended. This match was beautiful. Oh. I, I love anytime you get a chance to see Konami and B team up together. I am Team Konami. Can't see it, but I just took a minute to take a long blank from all of that. But I do agree with you. It was a very good match. Anything being Konami and always good. Really good match that was meant to put B over and continue highlighting her after she had a little bit of an absence. And this did everything to deliver. And it also showed that Leo is still developing as a wrestler, but is quickly on her way up. She may be a little bit shorter than all the other wrestlers, but for me, I like her because she's quick, agile, and can get a stronger style for a shorter wrestler. 
and Konami and Jungle, being more experienced in the match, didn't overshadow the other two and were always great. Yeah, I'm with you too. Like we said with Saya uh, a couple matches ago, you can really see the progress Leo's making as well. So kudos to all four of these ladies for putting on a hell of a match. Our third tag match of the night is one of the tag matches that I rate in my top five. It's AMA of Arisa and Mayu taking on Oedo Tai of Keigitsu and Azuki. Yeah, I got a I got a picture here for you. You ready? We okay. shoot to the back to the stars locker room and we see that Mayu's on the juice. She's drinking juice right there, right in front of the camera. And Arisa says Ooh. <laughs> that's a good joke. Can you picture like a buffed out Mayu? Mayu's on the juice. Uh <laughs> Okay. You know what? Right now. Go on. See? We <laughs> sorry, now I'm making myself laugh. I haven't even seen the picture yet. I know it's gonna be great. You don't want to give away the picture by saying you haven't seen the picture yet. I've seen it in my head. Yeah, but and you I, I believe like you saw it. I believe in Waldo's abilities. Here now, here's Waldo on the juice flexing for his abilities. Give me a snap. No. Uh, I guess okay. you're not getting that one. <laughs> I did them. Arisa says the Osaka nighttime entertainment begins. We take on Oyotai. How do you feel, Mayu? Mayu says, how do I feel? Well, Hazuki is high-speed champion. Kigitsu has the red belt. I myself have the Women of Honor singles belt. I'm going for them because I'd like the high-speed belt and the red belts too. Arisa says, last time I faced Hazuki, she really made me angry. I'm not so mad right now, but I do want to beat her up a bit. We then go over to Kigitsu, who says, during the day show, my neck was hurt and I can't really move it. Hazuki says, I saw that. Kigitsu says, I'm entrusting tonight's match to Hazuki. Hazuki says, leave it to me. Hazuki will crush that newcomer. I'm going to smash that newcomer and show her what fear is. Kigetsu says, thank you. As for the match, here you go. I know Arisa said she was angry, but I can't really see her being angry for real. She seems like a really nice person. Agreed. I wish helpful Japanese subtitle guy was here for this one, but Kigetsu and Hazuki get flowers before the match. And for those that don't know, Osaka is Kigetsu's home turf. I'm glad you made that note because I have the same note. Why did Odiotai get hours before this one started so we're kind of in a face and heel territory here being with ama as the crowd is firmly behind oedo time especially during the introductions they still clap and cheer politely for ama but you could tell that the hometown hero of kegetsu is why a lot of people are here tonight prepare for the barn burning because old ref is out here for this one and the first two ladies we start off with are mayu and kegetsu and let me tell you i'm ready for a future matchup same while the two ladies are feeling each other out, Mayu goes for a sweepy kick and barely misses Kegetsu. Really nice spot here. But Kegetsu quickly jumps out of the ring and tags in Hazuki because she wants none of what's going on here from Mayu. And Mayu was disappointed that Kegetsu dumped out of the ring, so she goes and tags in Arisa for her standoff with Hazuki. Oh my goodness, what did the five finger say to the face here? Hazuki receives a good jawjacker from Arisa. Snap me from Arisa to put Hazuki on her butt by a heck of a kick to the back. Hazuki gets straight back up, pops an elbow to Arisa, snap her to the mat, and gives her the same kick in return. Another jawjacker to Hazuki, and as Arisa runs off the rope, she gets pulled out to the outside by Kigetsu. And this quickly turns into chaos. Yeah. They are all over the place of the crowd, and Hazuki runs on top of the chairs with Mayu's hair in tow and dumps her onto the other section of chairs. Yeah, this is a really cool spot. Old Ref is having absolutely none of this because he is counting so loudly that I can hear him. Pretty quick, too. Yeah. Irish whip to Arisa into the ropes, and she's met with a dropkick from Hazuki. It translates into a power slam, and as she's down, it gives Hazuki enough time to tag in Kegetsu. 
Now there's a bit of Oedotai focusing solely on Orisa here, and there was a point where Hazuki comes over and knocks Mayu off the corner so Kegetsu can keep working on Orisa. Weird arm pretzel submission arm bar number two from Kegetsu, but Orisa's legs and feet are still free to roll around and she's trying to kick Kegetsu to freedom to get out of this weird arm bar thing. Yeah, I love that her first go-to is always going to be, I'm going to kick my way out of this. Arisa tries to lift up Kegetsu like Jungle usually does, but does manage to get to the ropes for a break. Did you see the baseball slide from Kegetsu to keep Mayu out of the corner? Artful. Very quick and subtle. Taunty kicks from Hazuki and she just bowls over Arisa into the corner to tag in Kegetsu. It just seems like right now the focus is on beating up Arisa. Stop that. Yeah, leave her alone. During this, Old Ref gets on to Kigetsu for hands to the face, and this was a nasty-looking dig to the eyes. Double-body backdrops to Orisa in the middle of the ring with some slick-working tag-team synchronization from Oedotai. And Orisa's so beaten up at this point that Kigetsu has time to come over to her corner and get a little bit of a water break. And if you've been keeping up with our reviews, you know that this is a call to start some water bending. Return of the waterbender. I'll have to find it. <laughs> And Kegetsu sprays Orisa as expected. But she also gets Old Ref. Leave also, Old Ref alone. She also gets Mayu at the end. Did you notice that? Yeah. There's a beautiful sequence of events here. Orisa gets in a dropkick to Kegetsu. As Kegetsu bounces off the ropes from it, she comes back and gives Orisa a dropkick to the back. 10 on 10. But the story of Orisa not giving up continues as she gets in a swinging crossbody kick to Kegetsu and then stomps on her as she goes to tag in Mayu. As Mayu comes in, she's laying on the wrestling here. Very fast suplex in the middle of the ring to Kegetsu. As Suzuki tries to come in, it helps set up Mayu to be able to do a double hand wristwatch jump bounce off the rope. As both ladies go down to the bottom rope, Mayu comes over and just drop kicks them both to the face. Mayu is still going at it to Kegetsu in the corner. She catches Kegetsu and she's sitting on the second rope and kind of schoolgirls her over out of the corner. Hazuki's in just for a second and as everybody's kind of confused on what's going on here, this allows Kegetsu to jump over the top rope to dropkick onto Mayu in the ring. And Kegetsu lays in leg bar number five working on the knee that's already injured. As Kegetsu is up top and tries to go after Mayu, Arisa comes in for the save. It gives Mayu enough time to come over and do a hurricanrana off the top turnbuckle to Kegetsu. There's a really active fan in the crowd right now yelling for Kegetsu, and I'm pretty sure he's going to need some throat spray for the next day. Yeah. This is when Mayu's trying to get Kegetsu in the dragon suplex for the first time during the match. Kegetsu does manage to get out of the suplex attempt, but receives a kick from Mayu for her troubles. Kegetsu then issues a return with what looks like a Mishinoku driver. Arisa and Azuki beat the crap out of each other in the ring. Who needs a fast rest when you can just drop kick them down to the ground and start beating them with more punches to the face? That's all you need. They get in some Irish wolf attempts to each other and they are snug. There's a bit of a corner exchange where Rissa gets out of the way and uses the corner to fly up and be able to land a kick on top of Azuki here. Take three. Azuki decides that's enough and lays in the crossface as Kegetsu runs to the other corner to occupy Mayu. Fast and Furious corner rushes to Arisa from Oidotai and there is chaos. I have in my notes here, highlight the teamwork of chin kicks to Orisa from Kegetsu and follow-on backstabber from Hazuki. We should definitely highlight that. It was an excellent sequence of events. And thank you for that. For proving once again, <laughs> now, this match, like, I don't have a lot of notes because it once again proves how good Hazuki and Kegetsu were, and they didn't even team together that long. Mishinoku driver from Kegetsu to lay out Orisa and Hazuki to come flying off the top turnbuckle with the HCK bomb. And oh my goodness, Old Ref gets more air than Hazuki to fly in to count the pin. I love when he does this, when he jumps in and, and makes the pin seem important. 
It only gets a two as Mayu was in to break it up and they start to kick Oedo Tai to freedom. Beautiful flying crossbody to Hazuki from Mayu. And we get the starter kick from the top rope from Arisa as well. As she goes for the pin, the bell rings for a time limit draw. Ooh. Ooh, indeed. Post-match, where the teams usually attend to each other, we actually get in our timeline the first real post-match brawl between Oedotai and AMA. Yeah, it was... Sorry, I'm trying to find it exactly in my notes. It was insanity how much stuff was going on here. I just want to point out a couple of things. This match was amazing. More on that in a second. In the post-match brawl, we see the wrestlers try to do the breakup of Oedotai and AMA, where in current wrestling, we have the refs overpowering the wrestlers. Old ref gets laid out in the madness as he tries to restore order. Refs aren't stronger than wrestlers. Yeah, he gets knocked out quick. And I like that, and I'll get into a little bit of the pre-match here. It didn't end until Yuri finally gets on the mic, or no, Azuki gets on the microphone. This match was great from the start, and it's one of my top five matches of stardom for me that sticks out. I'm usually not a fan of time limit draws, but this match delivers wrestling and story together and should be used for study in the future by up-and-coming wrestlers. Yeah, we have an awesome match, and then we have, like you said, our first post-match just, like, insanity, where Hazuki gets on the microphone and she says, you really pissed me off. Put your hair on the line. A singles match. I'll put my hair up. Rosie, make it a hair versus hair match. Old ref gets decked. We then get Yuri on the mic begging, please stop. I don't think there should be any haircut match in stardom. If you want a haircut match, I'll cut my own hair off. She proceeds to start cutting her own hair off. That's brutal, by the way. Yeah, until Kigetsu stops her. Mayu's, come on, we're leaving. Hazuki, hey, Hoshiki, let's have a singles match and settle this. You better train and get ready. I'm looking forward to it. Holy crap, I was sad for Miss Yuri here. She was dead set on nobody getting their head shaved. I don't know what to make of this. Yeah. <laughs> but future me seems to think that this might happen at some point. One and done. But no, I, I really like this match. Going back and rewatching this, loved it. Loved every minute of it. All four women put on a clinic. They were brutal, but in like that beautiful brutality way. You know what I mean? One of the very few times that we've actually seen a post-match brawl actually make sense and feed into the actual story that's going on. Yeah, it was really good. It's our only singles match of the night and sees two of the biggest ladies of stardom go one-on-one. It's Goya Kong versus Viper. Doctor, my wife. Wait a minute. Goya says some stuff. Viper then says, and some I'll have stuff. to translate this one. <laughs> As you can tell from my giant exploding hair, it's very hot here. And today, I'm taking on Goya Kong. I know a lot of fans are excited to see this match, the Battle of the Super Heavyweights. Unusual for me to be on the smaller side of things, so I'm going to have to think about things hard and pull some tricks out of my sleeve to make sure I defeat her. She's big and she's strong, but I'm bigger and stronger. I like Goya's shirt. It's a nice shirt. Also, Viper says she has to pull tricks out of her sleeve for this one. She doesn't have any sleeves on. No. As the ladies make their entrance, I think this is the first singles match with Goya, right? Yep, I looked it up. Yep. The bell rings and it's a dance-off. But right after the ladies lock up, what is this? A big ladies match with wrestling instead of them just doing silly big moves that only show their size? Take note, promotions. Always elevate wrestling. Have you heard that it's a big E quote? They were asking everybody who their like number one opponent would be, and he was like, Goldberg. He's like, I don't care about all the other stuff. Just big, meaty men slapping men meat. This is big, meaty women slapping women whoa, meat. Whoa, 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 
Whoa, <laughs> whoa! I don't know where you're going with it. That's it. That's it. That's his, that's all it was. It was just it's two big girls beating the hell out of each other. Acceptable. I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> In the lockups, Goya breaks away and has a look of disbelief on her face as she's taken on someone just as strong as her. Then they try to knock each other down, but it's a rock and hard play situation going on here. But you can always try to chop rocks, right? Do not chop rocks. Don't we, chop rocks. We don't want to be held liable for this. Kick rocks. D don't kick rocks. We don't want to be held liable for this. <laughs> but I do like the exchange of you do a move and I'll do the same move and try to do it better. They both get knocked down as Viper almost got some air. If she had had a little bit more running room, I think she could have easily done a flying crossbody here. And not going to lie, I thought Viper was about to flip Goya over the top, uh, down on top of her. This was, I, I, I don't know what was going on here. The two ladies go for their power moves and they try to outsmart each other. A couple of two counts come from all of this, but we're still being shown that the ladies are massive and equally strong. Did Viper just hit an enziguri? Yes. I'd call it a drop kick with how it resulted, but you can see a little bit of a leg flip up there. Kudos. I know I can't even do it right now. <laughs> right. Outside the ring, and Viper is plotting on the chairs instead of Goya. Leaving them chairs alone. They were quite comfortable when I was over there. Barrel rolled to Goya as she's sitting in the chair. And as the ladies continue to go at it outside the ring, we get a double count out. First one, I believe. First one I think we've ever had. And I think this is okay because neither lady needed to lose, and you could easily say that they were a bit blown up from beating the crap out of each other. It was obvious that Mullet Ref doesn't have the same authority and presence as Old Ref here. No, because they continue to brawl. But again, another display of wrestlers having to break everything up instead of the refs or staff. It never makes any sense to me that Don Stevens could break up a brawl between two professionally trained wrestlers. I'm still upset it with you, Don. Yes, it was a time limit draw, but what was this match supposed to do? With it being the first singles match we saw Goya in, delivered in showing us that she is a big gal that has some strength for her upcoming red belt challenge. And you couldn't really have her lose here either. And at the very same time, Viper is also a big strong gal that can't really be put in a losing position either. And I'm not a fan of double countouts and time limit draws all being in the same show, but surprisingly, I was actually happy with it here. They both worked for the right reasons. I do want to throw in one more thing, by the way. What's up? I hope you all noticed that things finally started to get cleared up as Old Ref got out there. Mm -hmm. He didn't get involved, but he did direct traffic with this Barrett of Authority. Yeah, well, he was probably scared after the last match yeah. when they beat the crap out of him. Not scared, self-aware. You could be both. It's main event time with the team of Oedo Tai, Natsu, and Andras taking on the Goddess of Stardom champions of QQ, Momo, and Utami. Hey, didn't Utami just come back? Utami did just come and back. And didn't Utami just go back to her old uh, grade school to talk to the students there? I'm going to say yes. Yes, because I saw it. Props to Utami and Saya for winning the, the, the tag belts. That's right, Utami. Oh, wait, too far in the future. Ah, we could say it. It just <laughs> happened. We shoot back to Natsu, who says, Today, Andros and Natsu freelancers will make stardom history. We're going to repaint the entire landscape. Above all that, Andy will take the white belt from Momo at Corey Kuen. We're excited, right, Andy? Andy makes some hand gestures. I'm calling her Andy now, because if Natsu can do it, I can do it. <laughs> Natsu says, that's right. Get ready. We then shoot over to Momo, who of course does the promo. It reminds me of, you know those, have you seen those clips of the ice cream vendors? And they, they try to hand out the ice cream, and the people try to take it, but you never can. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's like Momo. She's always flipping the microphone away from Utami. God 
Dang it, another edit. But yeah, she says, it's the night show, the main event for the Goddesses of Stardom titles. I'm taking Andras. This will be a preview of our upcoming title match. The plan is to win here and carry the momentum. Momentum. <laughs> Didn't think we were ever going to have. The roles have been reversed this part of the <laughs> recording, hasn't it? What is? It's not Sesame Street. What's the other one? The one with Kermit. The Muppets? Muppets. Menomina. Oh. <laughs> Momo, Momo. Uh, it's the momentum into the title match. We want to win and raise our number of defenses. We'll do our best. Utami word count. Zero. Zero. I don't think she said anything in the last two shows. I think she had a singles match not too long ago, and she therefore had to talk. In the comments below, let us know. Yeah. Everyone gets flowers for this one. And except for old ref, I was kind of disappointed about that. Yeah, but it's okay because Andros, er, no, Andy, Andy destroyed hers. But we do get everybody lined up for the pictures. And we actually have a small special coming up here before the end of the year, fingers crossed, mm. about flowers and pictures being lined up at a wrestling event for somebody very up there in the Japanese Joshi world. Sweet. Also, did you notice something? We got a first here. Mm, this that? is the first time Andros checks Old Ref for weapons. And you can see that Momo and Andros are really pushing for positioning here. Old Ref comes over and gives us a rope break, and the ladies go back to lock up again, and we get another rope break. Trying something different, the ladies go for a test of strength, and Andros quickly turns it into a wristwatch exchange. Yep. Nice takedown for Momo to Andros as Momo locks in leg bar number 37, but it's quickly reversed as Andros shows that she can keep up with Momo. Single leg takedown from Momo to Andros during the wrestling exchange. Simple, but I like the stuff like that. Natsu is definitely helping here by keeping Utami busy on the outside. In the ring, Andros slams Momo's head into the corner using her hair as a grip, and then starts teaching her headbanging lessons. I love it. Good spot. This is followed by our first tag team, Andromat. Yeah, it's the first ever headbanging washing machine. Natsu comes in to try to take on Momo on her own and starts out with a little bit of an advantage. But Momo quickly turns that around with a flying dropkick. While Natsu is down on the mat, Momo tries to go over and knock Andros off the corner. But it doesn't work and draws a quick stare down. No bother? We'll continue the beatings to Natsu. Utami is tagged in and starts taking it to Natsu. Momo goes over to aggravate Andros, but Andros dumps to the floor and doesn't want any part of it. Utami is just overpowering Natsu, so the whip comes out, but it plays no effect into the outcome of what's going on. No. Head scissors take down into the bottom ropes allows Andros to hit a dropkick to Utami, and the crowd is pleased. Mm -hmm. Really strong German suplex from Utami. It gets followed up with some fundamental wrestling, one of my favorites being the reverse Russian leg sweeper. Utami has the sleeper laid in, and Momo is trying her best to keep Natsu out of the ring for a possible tap out. No tap out, but we do get a QQ, give it a double lifting body drop to both Andros and Natsu. Mean looking dropkick from Momo to Andros. Andros is already on her butt in the corner, and Momo just comes flying in to lay in the dropkick. Momo's so good. Momo gets in a roll up attempt after wiggling out of a firewoman's carry by Andros. I'm actually pretty surprised that the two were so fluid in the ring together. Yeah. I'm hoping that there's some sort of singles match later on between Momo and Andros because I'd really like to see these two go one-on-one -on -one uninterrupted. Good news. Really? Yeah. Good. They talked about it in the pre-show. I know. Fact, <laughs> they're going for the white belt. The point I'm trying to make here is, is that, and you kind of hinted to it already, storytelling. Yeah, they're building plays up. into what's actually going to happen into the yeah. future. You got me wanting to see a singles match and it's already coming up. Yeah. I'm invested. Okay, bear with me on this one. Yeah. Flurry of elbows from Andras to Momo. And as Momo drops to down to the knee, Andras just boots her to the face. Yeah. 
As she's running to the ropes to try to finish this off, Momo is already up and it lays in a sweeping kick to the head. Yeah, it was nice. Andras picks up Momo for what looks like a reverse tombstone and Momo turns it into a peach sunrise. Am I right? No, that's the Beto driver. Beto driver. Okay. And then a big boot to the head. At this point, the crowd starts chanting for Andras. What? Yeah. And it goes back to that whole face and heel territory thing that we talked about early on. You can definitely start to see it take place here. Yeah. Suplex after suplex from Natsu to Momo, and I will always continue to say that Natsu's wrestling is woefully underrated. Agreed. Natsu starts to lose control, but Andros is there to spray the water in Momo's face to cause a distraction for Natsu to get the whip and hit a flying crossbody from the top. Beautiful. Natsu is looking to finish everything up, but Utami comes in with some drop kicks to get the upper hand for QQ. It looks like Utami was going for the torture rack, but she quickly drops Natsu, and Momo is there with the flying knees to the face. Love it. Crossbody kick from Momo to Natsu after getting out of the lockup, but it only gets a two. The ladies run the ropes, and Natsu gets put into a sleeper, which looks like a chicken wing by Momo. Yeah. While Andras is being held on the outside by Utami and Old Ref. German suplex from Momo, and the pin attempt gets broken up at the last second by Andras. German suplex to Andras from Utami. Starting to see a lot of these here. To put her to the outside of the ring one more time, and Momo hits the pretzel suplex to Natsu for the three in 1501. It was beautiful. No post-match from QQ as that ends the show, and I think this is the first show that did that. Yeah, it's we usually get the our winning faction gets to close out the night. I hope that we get to see Stardom in Osaka one day. <laughs> I know something y'all don't know. It seems like whenever they go there, it's always a special event, and the crowd is always into it. There's a little abnormality with the crowd as they cheer for Oedo type, but that's because Kegetsu is there, and I can definitely understand that. Yeah. Overall, this was a great show, and I easily watched in one sitting. I'll even say it was better than the day show, and that was used to prepare the audience for this one. Agreed. I don't disagree with that at all. The day show was an easy watch and was fun. This was an easy watch and was somehow better. It goes without saying that my match of the night is AMA and Oidotai. I can go on another hour or so about how the match is one of the greatest there is in tag team wrestling, but I'll just keep it short and tag it for the my match of the night. These two teams have a history of teaming up and have had interactions throughout their runs in stardom, and with what's coming up in the future, no spoilers, this match plays a big part in the run to November. I'm going to go a little controversial. As much as I love AMA versus Oidotai, I've got to give it to Natsu and Andy versus Momo and Itami. Solely, the only reasoning being that their match had a finish and technically AMA and Odeotai didn't. I know that the story was great and it was building up, but I, I need me a clean win in the middle of the ring. I can so, definitely understand that. And that's kind of our trend behind the scenes here. Plus, this was another one of those great instances. I know we've talked about it before in the past and you even mentioned on it a little bit. We got to see Natsu wrestle. And when Natsu wrestles... She's she's unbelievable. I'll give her an honorable mention right now. Yeah. So that was our matches of the night. Who was your heel of the night? Well, I'm definitely going to have to go out on a limb here and say that Saki lends her hand into another star's defeat by laying the groundwork for betrayal. If I were Starlight Kid, I'd go back and watch the tape and get some insight into her evil ways of the future. No spoilers. I feel like for me, my heel of the night, and this is tough because I'm trying to remember, there's been no pauses, none whatsoever. Probably... <laughs> I'm going to have to now off the top of my head, I'm going to give it to XZ Isaiah. Not because I think she was overly heelish. I just didn't understand why she was fighting stars with Rebel. That made no sense. <laughs> yeah. So like just her going against her own team, the hill of the night. We'll go there. I'm Waldo and that's it for me. And I'm the Matt. And I'm Dr. The Wife and I agree with Waldo. This is the hill of the night. 
Be sure to catch us in all the usual places with social media. That never happened. <laughs> Face Wrestling on the Twitter or Facebook. And also at Dr. The Wife now. Leave a comment below and let us know how we're doing. Don't forget to stub and kick the subscribe button here on the YouTube. As always, check out www.stardom-world.com where you can get some amazing wrestling action for only 920 in a month. How many in? 920. Not a lot of yen. Especially right now. Yeah, the yen's down. 23. <laughs> Don't forget everyone is different and everyone is good.